Welcome, everyone, to Uptime Community. Uh, we are a, a body of believers who are watching, looking forward to the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we like to make this an interactive forum, so um, please post your questions in chat. And uh, we have some good news. We have some bad news. Let's start off with the bad news first. So the bad news is that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. However, there is good news, and the good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is that Jesus, God's only begotten Son, sent by God, came to the earth as a human, fully human, fully God, and died for us on the cross to redeem us from sin. He rose again on the third day in order to provide to us eternal life. And all you have to do is believe in that and you are saved. It is a free gift from God, and it's not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 verses, uh, 2 verses 8 and 9. That is in the gospel. You can also read about the gospel and what I was talking about in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. And we are here tonight to discuss all kinds of different topics. We discuss uh, the rapture. We discuss current events. We discuss prophecy. We discuss all kinds of things. So Bob Barber is going to bring in our usual uptime panel. Bob Barber and John L., the watchdog, um, is, uh, are here tonight. Greg is, uh, have, has family obligations. Uh, Michael is not here and, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Hagen is also not here tonight, but we do have a special guest and he's been on a few times from the Gospel Kingdom website website and Gospel Kingdom YouTube channel, Steve L. So welcome, Steve. Hello. There he is. There he is. How you doing, Steve? And I'm so we've got well. a lot of stuff to discuss tonight. Um, Bob, why don't you kick us off on how your week went? Well, my week is probably the same as the rest of your weeks. You know, everybody else um, studying the word and watching what's going on all around the world, especially what's going on in Israel. Okay, man, looking for uh, looking for any possible windows of time where we could be seeing the rapture resurrection event over the next 30 days. And you know what? Like I said last week, it's a finite moment trying to find that. So we're not going to find it. So what do we look for? We look for the seven-year tribulation. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, think about what's happened, what's transpired over the last 14 days since the start of this attack. Well, since uh, it was 14 days? It's yeah, been, it's actually, no, more than that. It's 18 days now, something like 17, that. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Well, since, they have, since uh, Hamas attacked Israel... Uh, Israel turned around and attacked Hamas, and they continue to do so, and they continue to bomb them, okay, even though we're not supposed to. And the whole world's coming against Israel right now, saying, hey, you, you need to get in there and do a controlled demolition where you can just go in there and take individual people out. All the countries are saying it to them now. Everybody's saying that to Israel right now, okay? They have to go in there and take these people out one by one, but it's a suicide mission for them to go in there. But since Israel started doing this, what's happened? You've had Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Pakistan, Yemen, Syria, Iraq, and just go right down the list. All these companies, I mean, all these countries that are beginning to go up in arms about Israel. And basically what Israel's done within the last uh, almost three weeks, uh, they have succeeded in uniting the whole world against them. Hmm. Okay. And it will continue to get worse. Okay. So 
with that in mind, it's a very, like you always say, Kevin, a very, it's a very interesting time to be alive, watching Bible prophecy, getting ready to take off here. And it's, it's just so much stuff to track. But yeah. we're going to try to do our best to talk about everything. There's just so much going yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I think that we we probably ought to dedicate like the first, you know, 30 minutes or so to like to going through some of those prophecies that are just, you know, appear to be on the precipice of just leaping off the page into reality. Um, right. Uh, John, are you um, hey, having problems? All right. Well, Steve, um, welcome back. It's been a while since you've been on, but um, uh, we're glad to have you back on. And um, we're going to talk a lot tonight about uh, the kingdom and uh, and basically how you can inherit it, because that is a very important part of eternity, isn't it? Um, yes. How was your week, uh, Steve? How, how are things for you? I'm doing well. Um I appreciate prayers for my mom. I just found out yesterday uh, she's been struggling with cancer and it has moved to a different part in her body. Uh, but uh, she's been actually watching my channel. I believe she's already born again. So she's ready to meet the Lord. Uh, she's always posting stuff about Jesus and the kingdom on Facebook. So uh, even though her health isn't well, uh, her spiritual health is very well. And so I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I think Satan was not wanting me to be here because I only got like one hour sleep last night, but I'm here. All right. Well, Man. I know you, you're going to be able to plow through. You're you're a pro at this. You you and and not only that, it's not like you don't know your material. So you you've got that down pretty well. So uh, if you can rely on them, your material, which is basically the Bible, then <laughs> I think we'll be fine. Uh, John, how about you? How was your week? Amen, amen, amen. Oh, my camera might be doing funny things. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, my uh, my week was pretty good. And uh, we've done a lot of Bible studies. And um, the scriptures, I think that's my love letter from my God. And this is only what I have in mind, the scriptures. So I've been studying the scriptures all day, today and yesterday and the day before. And uh, I love to study the scriptures. You can see my board behind me. Um, uh, I've been studying a few verses and everything with some other guys. So um, my week was pretty good. But the downside is, yes, I was watching also the feed for... Um, for uh, Israel and Hamas. So um, that's why I'm uh, a little bit. Well, there we go. So, um, and lost hopefully, again. Hopefully, so we'll get him back. Screen says, device is not connected. Okay. Hmm. Well, hopefully, we'll get him back. Um, yes, John was frozen in, in the camera, but oh, there his camera is no longer frozen. Keep going. Yeah, attack. I was under just attack. going to say that I had to deal with uh, what's going on. Yeah, it's about 18 days now. Everybody find the Israel like bad people. But if you receive rockets on your head for, for 80, 75, 80 years, at one point you get fed up, right? So, well, need, you know, I mean, I think do a this good one, house cleaning. This one seemed a little bit, a little different than that because, I mean, they actually went in and really like, massacred a ton of civilians that yes. like had, that weren't didn't have arms or anything and, and 
were just, you know, innocent bystanders, basically. Um, so it's a little different this time, I think. And I think that's the reason why the world really kind of got behind Israel, especially at the very beginning of this, um, was because they saw the images and said, what if that happened here? You know, I think every country pretty much said that. Like, what if our, our neighbor decided to come in all over the border and kill a thousand of our people? I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I would think that just about any country would respond immediately. What's interesting, though, is what I said last week was that um, Israel still has not gone uh, gone into Gaza, you know, fully in a, in a ground, uh, uh, you know, ground war. And, um, you know, from what I've heard, Bob, is is that the United States has a lot to do with that. And yeah. um, and that we are actually restraining them, which is an interesting word. But that's exactly, I think, what's that's happening what it is. here. That's that what we're restraining them from going in. They're saying that. They're saying that. I mean, they're using that word a lot too. You ever notice that? Yeah. No. You know, I know the Lord's trying to tell tra- Lord's trying to tell us something that the hand of the restraint <laughs> about to be removed. You know, we are in the one nation under God, and they hate us and they hate Israel. So th- I think there's a connection where you know I always talk about the United States is uh you know is like the it's like the timepiece for the age of grace coming to an end, mm-hmm. and then you got Daniel's seventieth week is also mm-hmm. dictated by what goes on in Israel. I like what um what Chad what Chad what Chad says uh he says um watchman on the wall Chad he goes that mm-hmm. Israel is the hour hand you got Jerusalem is the minute hand and the Temple Mount is the second hand mm-hmm. okay so it's it's uh starting our timepiece is winding down their timepiece is winding up but yeah the the fact that the world keeps saying that you know I even heard where the United States is saying the United States basically. It's holding one hand, but it's making Israel hold one hand behind their back mm-hmm. and fight with only one hand. So they are restraining Israel. But you know, as funny as that, you can pay attention to that, is the fact that there is this threshold that they're trying to cross, and there's a buildup for this threshold right now. We all not, we all know that threshold is when they fully invade. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there is a restraint, big word, restraint holding them back from that fully from crossing that threshold. Now we're looking for the rapture resurrection. We're looking right. for the hand of restraint to be removed. Will that be the threshold? Does that represent the threshold that when that takes place, you know, it won't be too long after that or right at that point? Because the Biden administration, what they're doing right now, they're telling Israel not to go in because you know why? I bet you they're doing it because they want everything to percolate around the world. Mm-hmm. They want everybody to get mad at Israel and get the news out what Israel's doing. And that's what they've been doing. And they say, don't do nothing yet, because when you finally make that move, we want to make sure the whole world just hates your guts. Mm. And once everybody knows about it, and once it's percolated, ready to go, then Biden's like, go in now, because we got the whole world where we want them, where they're going to hate you. Mm. Now you can go in. You know, they shouldn't have waited. They should have just gone right in. But now, like, the longer they wait, the longer they wait, the harder it's going to be. Okay. You, it's yeah, like, you gotta think that you know that them they're probably d- dug in quite a bit now at this point. Oh, um, yeah. So you gotta think that it's just gonna be tougher the longer that they wait. It's interesting though. It seems like this waiting period is there, there's a propaganda war that's obviously going on, um, and it's it's thick. I mean, it is it is really thick. It's hard to discern 
um, even as a believer, what's true and what's not. I mean, you really got to dig in and look and see also who's giving the message, how they're giving the message, um, what the context is, all those things. The, the best ones are the ones that are on the ground giving the reports because yeah, they're like in there. Yeah, they've seen it. But um, in addition to that, though, also during this period of waiting time, there's there's this underlying current of war that's just rising. I mean, you're talking like Hezbollah, for example. There's been skirmishes going on there. I mean, our president said, don't, 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 which is really not much of a deterrent, to be honest with you, because don't. Well, what if we do? There's nothing. I mean, and since the United States has already lost like 30 people. Um, and then today Blinken said, well, the next time this happens and it's like, well, so, so it's a threshold 30 now, I guess. But, but yeah, what's interesting too, is that you have, you know, missiles being fired from the Houthi rebels in Qatar, which by the way, has been, the United States is no longer, uh, recognizes them as a terrorist group and, and the UN now. Uh, has lifted sanctions on arms to them. So, I mean, that's not a good sign. Then you have this strong undercurrent of Iran, war with Iran. It seems like, it feels like 20 years ago, to be honest with you, when, when things started saying, well, hey, Iraq is a funder of this and this and that, we need to go and take out them. Now you got the same thing except for just switch one letter from a Q to an N and Iran is a funder of all these proxies and we need to take them out. But it shouldn't surprise us because Jeremiah 49, which some believe has not been fulfilled yet. Some believe that it has, some believe that it's not, but Jeremiah 49 talks about the Southern part of Iran being destroyed basically and breaking the bow of, of Iran, which is where mm -hmm most of their nuke plants are. So, I mean, the question is, is like, are we going to see this happen before the rapture? Not just Jeremiah 49, but other things too, like Psalm 83, for example. Again, some people believe it's already been fulfilled. Some people believe it's not even a prophecy. It's just a prayer. Some people believe it's a prophecy for the future. And we're seeing that future pan out, starting to pan out right now. And then, of course, you've got Isaiah 17, verse 1, the destruction of Damascus. And let's be honest, we've seen Damascus get further and further and further destroyed over the past, what, 10, 12, 15 years now? Um, yeah. So you, you've got that. And then, of course, Ezekiel 38 and 39, um, when you've got Russia, Turkey, Iran, and so forth um, coming against Israel. And we've talked about them all being on the northern border of Israel in Syria as we speak. So, right. I mean, and we're, and we're getting pulled into it. I mean, we're really getting pulled. We're not over there just hanging out. Okay. We're actually participating in this war. It's not in the news yet, but I've seen some sources saying that the U.S. air, U.S. carriers have been shooting down missiles from Yemen. Yes. So yes. we're in the war now. We are using our military. I mean, yes. we are shooting from our carriers at the bad guys now. So yes. we're in this war. We also have troops in Israel, according mm -hmm. to Amir from uh, Behold Israel. Yeah, Amir mm -hmm. Tsarfati. Well, I know we have a bunch of advisors there, obviously. And then I think one of the United States guys is working with Israel in order to 
formulate the ground war plan. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting help from us on a lot of different fronts. What's interesting, though, is the, the, just the restraint and the waiting um, that's, that's going on. And the fact that the United States is so weak that they couldn't even go to the UN and say, hey, don't, you know, don't ease the sanctions. I mean, we have absolutely no pull anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you guys saw today. I don't know if it was today, but I saw the video today of the UN Secretary General basically calling out Israel and saying, well, yeah. of course Hamas did this. Israel has been occupying them for 70 years. And then yeah. Israel said, you need to go and called for his immediate resignation. So, I mean, this world is is delving into chaos, yet it's still nothing compared to what it's going to be during Daniel's 70th week. But you can see it leading up to that. And I think that was your first point, Bob, is that we don't know what the day of the rapture is, but we can see that the tribulation, which immediately follows it, is quick. Is We're getting in this transition gray area where it feels like, and that's why you have a lot of people saying, we're already in the tribulation. Well, no, we're not. But it's starting to feel like the beginning of that. And that's because we're nearing the end of the beginning of sorrows. I want to speak, I think, about this waiting period. Um, Israel is using it to their benefit. I'm not sure about this. I heard that uh, America, U.S. is giving uh, Israel bombs and things. And they're actually waiting in this waiting period. They're using uh, bunker busters to get deep into the tunnels and collapsing them. They had to get rid of the buildings first. Those buildings have been destroyed. So now they're out like at ground level. And those bunker busters are going to do horrible things to those in the tunnels down below. So Amen. that that is a a, a mm-hmm. positive thing that Israel can do during this time. I also want to speak when we talk about how nations are getting behind Israel. Israel itself is becoming united. They're putting politics behind them. And mm-hmm. this is this is helping prophecy. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, Israel isn't secure. But when Ezekiel 38 does happen, it will say they will be they will be attacked once they are secure. And also, uh, we see in Ezekiel 38 that America is not there. Mm-hmm. So, And America is here to help them now. So something has got to happen to America to pull away from helping Israel. Either they're not going to like Israel or something's going to happen to bring America to its knees. Personally, I think it will be the rapture. So I think it's near. Amen. Right. Yes. And you guys have those two, uh, those two uh, aircraft carrier there. There's enough juice in there to change the whole history of the world. If somebody like Hezbollah right now is trying to come from the north, uh, they've been warned. But what happens if they can get in real deep into uh, Israel and you guys, American uh, aircraft carrier, decide to uh, no, you are not. And, you know, everybody is afraid to say that we are in the Third World War, but I think we are. I think we are right now. Just that nobody put the name on it, but I think that we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we know, are. It's, it's interesting because you don't know, like, when it starts unless mm-hmm. until it's into it and you're like, ah. That's well, we know started. when it started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know when it started. Now I don't care what the history books are going to say. 
You know, another another indicator. I've been watching what the uh, what the the military's been doing, like with the uh, presidential doomsday planes and stuff like that. And for the last two days in a row, the president the presidential doomsday planes have taken off, and they flown they flew for a while, and then they met a refueler, aerial refueler, and then after that, they turned the transponders off. Okay, they went over uh, uh, Peoria, Illinois. I didn't see it, but it's pretty close to me. But when they get when they get over the Midwest, they shut their transponders off. They mm-hmm. did that two days in a row now. They don't they don't normally do that. So they're doing that now. And over the last week, we had two massive nuclear exercises. Of course, we all know about that bomb they tested in Nevada, mm-hmm. right? That, that that caused an earthquake and stuff like that. And then we had a nuclear war exercise that took place off the shore of Southern California last night. And they had several B-1 bombers. There are also several aerial refuelers, AWACS planes, and a bunch of B-52 bombers. There are mm. like there are like twenty planes off the off the off the coast of California over there last night. Okay, wow. so they are really um, they are really getting the stuff ducks and raw, and they're exercising in Europe's and right now in Europe where they're having tactical nuclear war exercises. They got things going on Italy right now. They got F-16, F-15s. And oh, by the way, the, the United States, you guys hear about this today? The United States flew two B-1 bombers, nuclear bombers, right to the border of Russia today. All right. Whoa. They went right to the border with those bombers. And uh, Russia, the Russian military, they scrambled their jets to go intercept them. And then they left. Does it so, feel like yeah. we're, we're poking the bear? Uh, they're poking. They're they're going to get they're going they're going to get poked. All right. <laughs> oh, and the bear pokes us all the time too, and so does China. Man, yeah. And China, yeah. It's just it's really getting ugly. I mean, China is is ramping up all of its in the South China Sea, um, its army, and also um, you know its navy basically, and also the air force um, is making daily incursions into Taiwan's airspace. Um, you've got uh, also six warships. Uh, Chinese warships that were in the Mediterranean. Uh, so, I mean, the, you know, the whole world is basically, it feels like to me that the whole world is gearing up to actually go to war. Right. And look at all the Muslims, what they're doing right now. You hear that they raised a flag over the Imam Reza Mosque, one of the world's largest mosques. And they say it's a very ominous sign, evidently, you know, so basically, when they raise this black flag, all right, when they did they say white flag, I think it was a black flag. But when they raise this black flag over the over the mosque, you don't think it's, they uh, waved a white flag, Bob? Yeah, so <laughs> I couldn't remember. I'm gonna make sure I said black flag, but peace, peace. peace. There is no peace. <laughs> there is no peace. So they raise this black flag, and I guess they're all when they when this black flag goes up, they're all supposed to march with their own black flags and go all of them. All the all the Muslims radicals are supposed to go to the borders of Israel, and then once they cross the borders of Israel, they erect their flags and basically start their big jihad war. And then you had Hezbollah on their their website; they just uh, they changed their flag from black to red, which means vengeance. Okay, mm-hmm. signaling a big. I mean, so they they're, they're pretty much you, they, that, that's basically their war drums. All right, they're signaling all their Muslim. All their Muslim uh, caliph. The basic the other, the other thing is too. The prophecy says when that flag goes up, that means the caliphate. The caliphate mm-hmm. supposed to show up. They're 
their uh, imam or whatever their uh, anti. Well, we know him as the Antichrist. The Mahdi. You know. You know, it's funny that the, in Islam, they, they're uh, in Islam. The Quran talks about when they're when this caliphate shows up. It's gonna this caliphate is gonna usher in seven years of peace for the Muslims. Can you believe that? And what do we know? The Bible talks about you know the Antichrist makes a covenant with many for seven years. All right, yeah. breaks a covenant halfway through. You know, it's like how can't you guys see? You know, the Bible's the Bible was written and completed at least 600 years, 675 years before the introduction of Islam. And the first Quran wasn't even written until like 850 AD. So 850 years. And what was written in the Quran, because I've been studying all this stuff, none of it was Muhammad's actual word. It was all this hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. It did this big Chinese telephone for like four or five generations before the first Quran was written. Right, two hundred years. They they like yeah. they told stories and this and that, and then finally someone decided to go ahead. And, well, not just someone; it was multiple people decided to go ahead and just write whatever they they felt was the truth. And that's why it's, it's well. That's I mean, let's be honest. That's what they did. And and uh, and and not only that, that's why there's so many contradictions. Is because somebody you know, had an opinion and another person had a different opinion. And if you read both of them, they contradict each other, and you're like, wait a minute. But the Bible doesn't do that, you see, because it's all it was all inspired by the Holy Spirit. It all came from the same author. Right. Well, according to the Quran, the the the, the crucifixion never took place. Uh, according to the Quran, Allah hypnotized the Jews and fooled them, it created an illusion that Jesus died. The whole thing was just a big illusion. All right. And you got that. And I mean, it's just it's just a monster, absolute monster book of lies. You know, well, consider this, Bob. What, what is like the one of the most important things, probably the most important thing that ever happened in the history of mankind? I mean, you could say that the resurrection was extremely important, and it was. But without dying on the cross first, there is no resurrection. So, of course, that's what they want to do. That's where all the power is, right? The power is in the blood, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, dying for the whole world's sin, if you accept it. And then, of course, the first thing they want to do is they want to take that away and say, well, he didn't really die. He just swooned. Mm-hmm. You plus, t- t- top of that, you know that Muhammad, like, dies in, like, three different parts of the Bible, not the Bible, of the Quran. He died. First, I saw where a, Jew- a Jewish woman kills him. You got that. And then he eats goats. Uh, uh, they, they say, if you're a prophet, a true prophet, you can eat the stale uh, goat meat and you will live. You know, kind of like how Paul got bit by the snake, that whole thing. So he eats the goat meat and he dies because he is a false prophet. And then there's another part of it that says he goes up in a winged beast from the Temple Mount. So he like he gets raptured and then he dies in two different places. <laughs> it's like I guess I guess they all should probably somebody should have been trying to somebody should have at least tried like to coordinate it keep, keep coordinate it and pass yeah. it down for a few generations so they can get their facts straight. Let alone where the sun sets in the pool of mud when the sun goes down, according to Muhammad, sets down the pool of mud or goes up the sets in the pool of mud up by Allah's throne. I'm like, uh, you know, as I, in the direct face of what's <laughs> the truth. It, I mean, it, it's really sad. And what's even more sad, though, is that now, what is it like, twelve hundred years after it's it's it was written down, that you still have people that 
simply just follow it, but have never read it. They just yep. have never even read it. They don't even know. They don't know that it says kill all the infidels. They, well, didn't, they, know they don't know it says hide behind a rock. <laughs> and then when the Jew comes, kill it, kill him. I mean, <laughs> they don't even know that this stuff exists. And that's, and yet they're out there tearing down posters of missing children because they say that they're that, that, because due to colonialism. I mean, how how deceived are these people? Mm-hmm. They are. That's for sure. They are deceived, and uh, we're we're not supposed to be in the uh, in the fear. Uh, where was it this morning? Uh, anyway, we had a Bible study this morning on Second Timothy two sixteen, I think. Where it says that uh, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, right? Um, where was it this morning? Just to make sure. Yes, again, Timothy. No, that's not the one. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, we should not fear. We should not fear those who are doing all this. Although we can see that it's really bad. It's it's really nasty what they're doing. It's okay that they believe in something, but what their action is right now, it's really bad. It's And it's hurting a lot of people, like real stuff, like uh, how can you touch women, pregnant women, children, and just, you know, this horrible. is nasty. This is horrible. This is, this is not war anymore. This is something against the civilians. Demonic. Right. Hamas, you know, have you guys seen all the videos this week? People are studying, showing up where Hamas shows up in the Bible. You know, Bible, God said the world was full of Hamas. That's why he uh, brought the flood in. And it, I mean, it's Hamas is all over the Bible. And I found one that's, uh, it's actually really interesting. Uh, is uh, Psalm 7420. I'm going to try to bring it up, just read it to you. It says, have respect unto the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the Habitations of cruelty, which is habitations of Hamas. You know these dark places are tunnels, mm-hmm. caves, and where are where where are these you know where all the rats and snakes and these vile animals go? Okay, in all these dark places, and where does Hamas exist? Where do they pride themselves on how they fight? They are in the dark places. They are in these tunnels. They are in these caves. Okay, so the Bible showed us what Hamas was a thousand BC, and now it shows us what Hamas is and how it manifests the same way in 2023. They are still in the dark places. They are still in the dark caves. They're still in the tunnels. You know, the rats and the snakes, you know, and the bugs and the roaches, you know, these people. I want to share that uh, I believe Islam's days are numbered. Uh, when Islam sees what happens in Ezekiel 38, that the God of Israel is real and protects Israel, most of Islam will fall apart. Now, I believe uh, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about when the Antichrist confirms a covenant, he's going to go to war with some in the Middle East. And I believe it will be against the few that are left to that believe in Islam. Because once the, once the tribulation starts, we're going to have the... Uh, Religion of the false prophet uh, will have uh, Israel will be allowed to do the Temple Mount and their and their worship there. Uh, Israel will will be allowed to to pursue their 
religious beliefs, but Christianity will be outlawed, Islam will be outlawed, and then they will promote worshiping the Antichrist. So I think um, hmm. Islam's days are numbered. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're kind of having, they're kind of, I mean, they're kind of gearing up for a battle here, right? I mean, they're, 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 they're amassing for a battle. Uh, like you mentioned in Ezekiel 38, it is calamitous for them. I mean, just mm-hmm. absolutely calamitous. They, they, they lose most of their weaponry. Um, you know, Turkey, Iran, uh, Saudi Arabia still, um, though, uh, isn't, uh, destroyed at that point. But, um, but like you said, the Antichrist is going to take care of that when, yeah. because he, he goes down to the south. And uh, and battles them there and has to go back up to the north. The Antichrist is very busy during the the, the tribulation period. You can read about that in Daniel. I think Daniel eight has a lot of the, the battles. Yeah, the somewhere there. In there. Yeah, but um, certainly that's uh, that's that's in the future. But you can see that. Yeah, the, I mean, if people say, "Oh no, Islam is going to be the worldwide religion," that the Antichrist, no, it's no, no, no. No, the not. Antichrist is the God of this world. He proclaims himself as God, as not just God of the world, but God of the universe. So he mm-hmm. proclaims himself as God, sets up an abomination in the temple, in the holy place, where he ought not to be, but he is, and he does that. And then at that point, that is when Jesus says, if when you see that happen, you need to go flee into the mountains. Anybody in Judea and Samaria, you need to drop and everything. When we talked about that before, because there is not going to be any protection for the Jews living there at that time. No, there's not. The Antichrist is is not going to. He is going to stop the sacrifices. He's going to stop the daily sacrifice that he allowed them to basically have. He's going to stop it, proclaim himself as God and say, okay, now everyone worship me. And then that at that point, that is basically ushering in the final three and a half years or 1260 days when the, the remnant of the Jewish nation is protected by God in the wilderness. And that's why Jesus said, go there because you're not going to be killed if you're there. But if you stay in Jerusalem, I mean, live by the sword, die by the sword is going to be the, the call of the day there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If, um, you know, if they, if they think that Islam is going to be the beast system, it's not. First of all, the Bible says that the who is like the beast, who can make war with the beast. First of all, we've been making war and doing a really good job of it against Islam. Yeah. Okay. We've had our foot on Islam for a long time and they had, especially when Trump was in, that wasn't able to go anywhere. You can easily make war with Islam and stop it. If we, if we, if we actually had good people here in Congress and good people in our government, you could easily put an end to it, but. They don't because they need it to bring on the chaos because Islam, the people, the Muslims are, they're perfect, perfect servants. They've been building this religion and teaching all these people generation, generation, generation that, hey, we need chaos to bring on this Messiah. Hmm. And of course, the new world order needs order out of chaos. Okay. So they're playing both sides of the coin. So playing right into the hands of the, yeah, they're playing right into the hands of the beast system, aren't they? Yeah. And, and that, that's why that harlot system, you which thinks that she's so great and that she's so rich and she's got all this and that. What happens to the harlot, Steve? It doesn't work out well for the harlot system, does it? No, the the uh, 10 kings will fight against the harlot and, and kill her. But interesting, I want to show you in history, if you guys know Japan, they used to believe in worshiping the emperor. But when we dropped the nukes, 
on Japan, that religion ceased. So that's what's going to happen with Islam. The religious mm. nature of mankind will fall when they see their religion fail. Mm. And when God of Israel protects Israel, that's going to be like what happened in Japan to the Islams. Well, it's interesting and as well as because Ezekiel 38 is such a, uh, a supernatural victory, right? Yes. I mean, and it's obviously supernatural. And it's yes. also very, like I said before, just decimation. You're talking about annihilation of almost all of the armies of those, of anybody who's joined that. So, yeah, I can see how that happens, um, Steve, where you're, where, where you're like, okay, my God is bigger than your God. That's what they always say. <laughs> Our God is greater, basically. And then so we're finally going to come against them because Israel's ripe for the picking. And what happens? They catch Israel off guard, but the God of Israel intervenes and they are going to see that and they are going to recognize it. And why do we know that? Because in Ezekiel 38, God says, I am doing this because I want the world to know that this is my people, Israel. Yes. Amen. Amen. God, God will make himself known in that war. Absolutely. Yes. And then, I mean, at that point, you're decimated. You saw what happened. Are you still going to worship whatever God you're worshiping? I mean, it seems like a, a fruitless endeavor at that point, right? There's there's a few, but again, sure. the Antichrist will take care of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I only see uh, calamity happening for that as well. But until that point, they have a lot of weapons and they have a lot of things mm -hmm. that are outside of the Gog-Magog alliance that can do damage and there will be damage done because the Bible talks about, I think in Amos, there's quite a bit of damage done to Israel at that point, Ashkelon, Ashdod, you're talking about cities that basically get destroyed. So there is going to be hurt doled out by those weapons from those nations. But then again, you also see prophecy of Lebanon getting destroyed, Gaza getting destroyed, Damascus getting destroyed. So there's a lot of things that, that are going to happen. The, qu the question is, though, is are we going to see some of those things or most of those things happen? Probably not Ezekiel 38, but the other stuff, I think, is all fair game prior to the rapture. We just don't know whether or not it's going to yeah. happen before or after. We're on, we're on a line. We're talking about all these things happening, and you're talking about these horrible things that have happened to Israel. They're almost unspeakable. They're so unspeakable, I don't even want to say them on YouTube. Yeah. That could be an issue there. But those things are so horrendous. We wonder why God is going to allow them. But, but we're so close. We're in the beginning of sorrows. We're almost at the point of tribulation where we mm -hmm. see such wickedness of men. There's going to be a point where God says, no, my people are going to be out of here. Yeah. I mean, we're already seeing the, like what Peter was talking about, just Yes. lawlessness right i mean yep. like people the hearts turn cold i mean how cold do you have to does your heart have to be to tear down a poster of a missing child i mean the demonic i mean th th this has gone to a whole nother level and that level is what That's peter right. talks about in there and just basically says in the end it's going to be like this so i think we're seeing that really manifest now and we're also seeing like a really clear division between those who believe in Christ 
and those who don't and what their takes are on the world and what their worldview mm-hmm. is and what their rationale is and their logic and everything. All of it is just you look at it and go, this makes no sense what you're even doing. I mean, you're you talk out of two sides of your mouth. You say one thing and then you do another. It's really just they're totally deceived inside. So they have no no morals, no nothing, really. I mean, they, they make it all up as they go. Yeah. I have many videos where I talk about how there will be no gray areas during the tribulation. And that's what's happening now. People are choosing black or white. There's very few in the gray area. Very few. Yeah. You can see the college campuses in the United States, uh, people rallying in London, London against Israel. People are choosing. Dark. You know what's interesting? You say gray area. I think the last gray area is actually the remnant of Israel because th- they are protected, but they're the last one, the last group basically to, to call upon the Lord Jesus, and that's when he returns. I think that they're they're like the last I never thought about that until you said that right now. That's interesting. They are the last gray area. Because- and that God's dealing with that. That's yeah. what tribulation is about, exactly. that they choose Christ. That is a huge deal because Christ said it, he's not going to return until they call out for him, right? I mean, and yeah. when they do, that's when he comes. And so it's really an interesting thing because you've got the black and the white. The, the white, I suppose, we'll, we'll call the, the the ones who are beheaded and underneath the altar, the tribulation saints, right? The black are the ones who have taken the mark and they're destined for the lake of fire. And then the gray is like that, that remnant that's just there until the, the end of the tribulation. And, but right now, uh, that group is also not very big. When you consider the world population and, mm-hmm. and a third of the, of the Jewish nation, it, that's not very, that's not a big percentage at all. The gray is and very small. Once but the right screener's gone, there'll be even yeah. less. Exactly. Yeah, no, right. I think the line, the lines will not be blurry. Um, at, at, a, at a certain point, it will be no longer blurry. Like when an angel, for example, is telling you, do not take this mark. Otherwise, <laughs> you're damned. If you don't, you'll be blessed. And blessed yeah. are those who die. That is a pretty, mm-hmm. you know, black and white marker right there, you know. But that that's in the future. But right now, we're seeing all this line up right right before our very faces. I mean, and for anyone to say, hey, I think the Lord's going to, you know, it's at least 50 to 100 years before he comes back. How many times have you heard people say that? It's like, oh, it's just going to be 50 or 100 years. No, it's never in their lifetime, right? They always say that. Like people 50 years ago said that as well. It's going to be 50 yeah. years. Well, they were right. But the, the fact is, it's like at this point, though, this was not going on 50 years ago. I think oh, yeah. that's because people who believe in Jesus um, are not committed. They don't want to make the commitment because if they realize no and know that Jesus is coming, they have to sell uh, to the Lord and give everything. Mm-hmm. I'm talking I mean, about well, your I life. Know about you, I mean, th- this does this world have anything to to really offer you? Um, I mean, sure, we have we have um, the gatherings here. We, we talked with each other. We edify each other. We have our families. That's all great and, and, and fine. But I, I think a lot of us, especially over the last like seven years, have really started to like drop the things of the world. For example, I'll give you some examples. Television, movies, sports. <laughs> Those are three big things that probably all three of us uh, we're into in some respects or another in the past. 
Yeah. But 2017, when I woke up, I stopped watching the NFL. (laughs) I started selling some of my board games. I stopped collecting so many. You're right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and things too, like accumulation of just things. Uh, I I think that a lot of us uh, are, 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 you know, what we have, we're just like, I I still have too much, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's just like, can I get rid of this stuff? Yeah, that's it. It's a, the projections are looking for, we're looking at a projection of 2030 for a bunch of reasons, but, you know, it could be, I think we're looking at a window between 2030 and 2033, you know. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's on board. You can watch Messiah 2030 and make a lot of great arguments. You can watch Aaron and God in a lot of great arguments, but, you know, the fact of the matter is if all feast days are done, we're still here. True. Uh, that's not encouraging. So does that, does it mean that, um, that maybe we do have another year or two or three. You know, I'm saying to myself that we do because that way I won't be disappointed. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happens. You know, are we going to see people think we're just going to have this big blow up of this war that could happen. And I'm on board for the rapture happen this month and next month and nuclear war by the 11th of November, according to Philip Barnett, or it could be 2026. And what we're going to look at now is just this slow boil, this pot of crap of war that's going to slow boil for the next three years before the rapture. Well, okay, before I can see that happening. Bob, yeah, you've got the road to 2024. Yeah, I got so the road I'm to 2024. You, I've said this before. If we are still here, next year is go- is going to be it in just. Unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're still here, we we've got an election that, that that's going to take place, and if everything goes as somewhat normal, and we actually do have an election, what is that going to be all about? And by the way, Caesar asked me um, on my channel, "Are you going to do another live broadcast for the 2024 election like you did in 2020?" So. <laughs> Um, I know it's a little early, but Bob and Steve, would you guys like to join me at John? Yeah. You're welcome too. Uh, I mean, I would love to do it because last year we had, a, a, or not last year, but it feels like time goes by so fast. Three years ago, Bob, we had a live broadcast and we saw it went down. What's going to go down next year if we're still here? So I'm inviting you guys on. I, I'm, we're going to do it on StreamYard this time and we're not going to have problems. But um, like last time, we had some technical difficulties. But uh, interesting thing about next year. Yes. It'll be seven years. The beginning of Soros will be seven years long. Would that be interesting if the beginning of Soros is seven years and the tribulation is seven years? Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. can you imagine the tribulation starting around the fall feast days next year, which is basically what? A month before the election? I mean, what kind of turmoil would happen with that? I mean, would there even be an election at that point if the rapture occurs and the and the tribulation begins? I mean, we're talking about crazy things that that could happen. Now, we're not saying that the rapture couldn't happen right this second. All of us believe that yeah. that's possible because God set that date back in eternity past. So, just because somebody says. It's not going to happen. Doesn't mean that it's not. It's not. It's going. It's not going to happen. And if somebody says it's going to happen on a day, doesn't mean that it's going to happen on that day either, because man can't set a date. 
only God has set the date. And it's actually, he's not, it's not like he's waiting to set it. <laughs> he has set it back in eternity past. So he has an appointed day for this. We don't know when it is, but we do know that, I mean, I think all of us uh, have a really strong feeling that it's within our lifetimes that we're not going mm-hmm. to live to be 90 years old and then pass away and just have the status quo continue. I think all of us feel like it, it's more it's sooner than that. And I think a lot of us actually feel like it's, it's, it's imminent that any, any day now, uh, especially or any year, I suppose, but like even a decade seems like just way too long. Mm. Now I wouldn't say that. I'll say more long lines of now. And <laughs> definitely now. now tonight, by the 31st. I had a lot of see people thinking about the around the 31st. And, you know, I love watching when people can do a study tied to a date and tied to a time that happened in the Bible. Dr. Barry Ald put out a video, and I'm not going to try to regurgitate it here, but he lays out how the destruction came for the day uh, on on the, the day of the flood came. Well, that day is actually the 31st of this month. It moves every year, but it's landing on the 31st of this month. Okay. And when the flood came, all right, then, you know, we were locked in the ark. We were saved from the flood, all right? So could it be that this whole thing with Israel, the threshold that I talked about, will be crossed on the 31st? You know, what's interesting is, you know, the whole thing about Halloween, all right? Mm-hmm. I was, he was talking about that, and, you know, I get as evil, it's disgusting, whatever, but you have um, the White House, they put out that memo last month that they want to prevent a a hollow scene event of mass destruction. Okay. Mm. Remember it sounds like Halloween. That sounds like Halloween, but they call it a hollow scene. But another thing was interesting too, about the day of Halloween is a day of resurrection. Okay. Now Satan, they, the way Dr. Bray laid it out is like the day of destruction, but yeah, but Satan kind of hijacked it, used it for himself. Whereas a resurrection of the dead. Well, could it be a resurrection of, the dead in Christ that day, because right after that, you have the Mexican holiday, the, uh, the day of the dead and Mm -hmm. Catholic holiday, all All saints day on the first. So you have a crossover Jewish, um, day right there from the evening of Halloween to all saints day. So there's a very interesting parallel right there. It is interesting. He didn't die on that mountain. But he he did a whole an hour video justifying that day, and he did. A, I can't regurgitate it all. Great video to go watch. Yes, but then after nothing happens after that. I'm thinking more long lines. Something middle of November, maybe the eleven eleven thing. I don't know. Hanukkah. You know, we don't know. You know, but the fact Thanks of the matter sure. is, or some uh, new feast day that the yeah. thing sets up, right? We talked about just that last going, week. The, the thing, I was just going to say the thing for sure is we're going to be live if God hasn't come to get us, but we're going to be live on the 31st. That's a Tuesday. That's true. It's so, next week. It is. Mm-hmm. We'll be there if God's will for this. You know, and you're saying that that's uh, Sh- Sheshvan tw- or 17 this year? Is that right, Bob? What's that? Is that what you were saying? It's Sheshvan 17 this year. Yeah, the 31st. Okay. Yes. Oh. It is interesting the how... That, uh, the Ark, yeah, okay, yeah. The, the, it's interesting how uptime keeps falling on all these feast days. <laughs> Isn't it you know, we fall on the 26th, Feast of Wine. We fell on well, the Yom Kippur. Yeah. We fell on uh, Feast of Trumpets. I mean, <laughs> we keep... You know, the Lord's like, hey, uptime. Where's the sound when we need it? 
Yeah. Right. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> Greg's not uh, doing the producing tonight in the back uh, back yeah. room. So uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, we hear it though. We hear the shofar. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it's it's, it's pretty you. pretty interesting though, John. Um, yeah. What's what what what's going on with the alignment? I mean, like we said, it's crazy. you can see days align all the time, right? I mean, almost every day. That's got to tell you how close we are as well. The fact that almost every day seems like it's lining up with something. <laughs> I can see everything as a domino. All the dominoes are up there. All the days are following. Everything is in, in place there. Now we just need God to push the first one. And there mm-hmm. we go. We're gone. The seven-year tribulation. Like everything is in position. Everything is standby. Why it doesn't happen, who knows, right? God's will, not my will, but his will. But yeah. everything is in position for happening. Could happen tonight. We might not be there next Tuesday. In Jesus' name, amen. Brian. But uh, it's it's incredible. In this in this time frame, though, uh, I have this question for Steve. Um, is in this time frame, what what type of person? Or what type of things? What time? What, what? 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 Basically, should we be thinking during this period of time? Should we be, uh, you know, bar- barricading ourselves with uh, with canned goods, or should we be hiding in a corner and being afraid of what's to come? Or are there other options? Well, I would say first you have to seek the Lord. Like we we're ta- I was talking about earlier, there are people who are don't think he's coming because they do not want to commit to Christ. Now, having a few things uh, to protect yourself from these things that are coming in the world is fine, but don't put your hope in them. You know, Jesus warns about those who, who uh, you know, he talked about the man who tore down his barns and wanted to build a bigger one. We don't, we don't put our hope in what can protect us here physically. We got to put our hope in Christ. We have to walk and live in Christ. You have to sell yourself completely to the Lord. You have to give yourself, invest in dying to yourself and letting Christ live in you. Being born again. You know, Galatians 2.20 is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. That is what we need to do. All right. So, but but that's for people who are saved. And so let's just be clear. The first step to that is you got to get saved first. Yes. I mean, you, you got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that He died for your sins, that He resurrected, yes. so you can have eternal life, and that it's a free gift. It's not anything that you can earn. You have to have faith. It is a free yes. gift. It's basically through, um, God's grace through faith. That's how you're saved. You're not yes. saved by doing something. For somebody no. else or for yourself or whatever, or it, it's not by doing works. Okay. You Faith. have to believe. You believe you are saved. Okay. Yes. It seems two works of the cross. Two, two, two works of the cross. You you have to have faith that Jesus died for your sin. <clears throat> There's a second work of the cross. It talks about in, in Galatians 2.20 and talks about in Romans 6 that we've been crucified in Christ. That isn't a work. Right. God did it. You have to have faith that you are dead in Christ. If you try to work yourself to death, (laughs) you're going to be doing dead works. 
No. Sure. And and you can't you can't work to bring forth that fruit by your flesh. You Amen. have to do it by the spirit. So Amen. even the second work of the cross is by faith and trusting mm. what God has done. Yes, you have to bring forth fruit, and that's for rewards, and the kingdom is a reward, but it's not by your flesh. You can't get no. into the kingdom by obeying the law. Right. Because eventually no. you will sin. We right. cannot we cannot kill ourselves with the law. We can't put our lo- our lives in correct order by the law. We will eventually fail. It's right. not by works. It's by trusting in what God did to works of the cross. We believe that Jesus died for our sin by grace through faith. And the second work is also by grace through faith that you died on the cross and it's Christ living in you. Yeah, well, you know what's really interesting is before Christ even died, there was somebody who came to him and said, hey, I followed all the commandments throughout my entire life. You know, I'm, I'm perfect. And then and then Jesus is like, OK, well, how about you just get all your stuff and then give it away to the poor? And he, and this guy was pretty well off and he, he couldn't do it. He, he walked away. Right. And th- that was just a perfect example of like, OK, there's more rules, there's more rules, and there's more rules. And the fact, and, and the point was, is that there's so many rules to, to get into heaven by works that it's actually impossible. <laughs> that, you know, oh, okay, well, I'll give away all this. Okay, well, then go and do this. You know, it could have been the next thing. Go and do this thing. Well, I can't do that. Or it could have been six stages down the road. The point is, is that you can't get there that way. And so no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to be saved. However, after you're saved, that is that is not only the only will of the Father, right? Correct. The, the, it's like some people will say, the only will of the Father is to believe on his son, and that's it. Is that yeah. true, Steve? No, no. But I've heard Bob preach about being sealed and that there is an earnest. And I like to preach that earnest. That's that second work of the cross. And we have to live in Christ all right, the, the, the seal of believing in Christ gets you salvation. But God has more for us. That's that earnest. If you don't have the earnest, that's that extra oil also spoken of um, in the 10 virgins. The 10 mm-hmm. virgins, we learn about the extra oil. Well, there's another scripture in the earnest. Uh, I don't know if we can find that scripture. I have it here. <clears throat> it's 2 Corinthians 1.22. Um, I'll read from the modern King James, and he has sealed us and giving us, given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. So there is an earnest that we must walk in that God has done for us. And that is walking by the spirit. You know, Galatians, it talks about if you if you live in fornication, if you live in adultery, if you're drunkenness, all these sins, you're not repenting of it. <clears throat> I understand we fall, right? First John uh, 1, 8 and 9, it says, uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us of our sins yes. and lead us into all righteousness. So this I'm is, not talking about living sin free. We're talking about lead us, though. Fall, well, hold you on, get not just lead us, not just lead us, he'll cleanse us from all Yes. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the key. And then so it's as far away as the east is from the west. So, yeah, when you when you fall, right, when you do something 
then and you say, oh, and you realize this is that wasn't good. You confess that 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 sin. You say, okay, you know what? Uh, And this is between you and God. You don't need to go to a priest for this. Okay, you don't need to go into a confession booth in order to receive absolution. Okay, that's not how it works. Actually, how it works is you go directly to the Father. Okay, that's how it works, and you have an intercessor. His name is Jesus, you see, and even for those things that you don't pray, we have an intercessor through the Holy Spirit. So we have multiple intercessors here that are that, that are on our working on our behalf uh, in order to do this. So be, and that's because God wants no one to perish. You see, he is so gracious and merciful that he wants no one to perish. And so he's going to provide every opportunity to that person to be able to do that and not only just be saved but be able to receive kingdom inheritance. And so when you are saying, okay, God, you and I are going to work together on these things. He loves that because he looks at your spirit and he says, this person has the right spirit. This person wants to, wants to get better at this or stop doing this or whatever. And that's why it's so important to always be working on that. That's why we have to die daily to these things. And we have to, to, to go to God in those moments and say, hey, I'm going to nip this in the bud with your help. Yes, it's only in him. It's only in him. Let me let me share another scripture. Now, a lot of people think, well, I'm saved. I have the seal, but that isn't the fullness of God. Jesus right. told us in John 14, 21 through 23, I'm going to read this. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me shall be loved by my father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me shall be loved by my father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Jesus answered and said to him, if a man loves me and he will keep my word, my father will love him. We will come to him and make our abode with him. So many people think, well, I have Jesus. I have the Father because I believe in what Jesus did for me. But Jesus, no, that's just the seal. There is an earnest. There's more. If you really want Christ and the Father to live in you, you have to obey his word. Again, it's not about when it says commandments, Jesus fulfilled the law. The commandment he says here is you must live in me. It's not by the flesh. It's not by, oh, I'm going to follow the law and do this, do this, do this, and do this. No, it's by grace. You've been crucified on the cross with him. That is the earnest. That's the extra oil. That's why five have it. Five do not. Okay? you got to have that extra oil. The seal is great. You're saved. But you got to have yeah, that extra we walk, oil. we got to walk in the spirit. Like Galatians five sixteen is is great about this because when you're in the King James, it does say spirit with an uppercase S, which is the Holy Ghost. So this this I say then walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. But Galatians five seventeen comes up, and this is what I like: for the flesh lusteth against the spirit uppercase s and the spirit uppercase again the against the flesh and these are contrary to one to the other yes so that he cannot do things that you would 
If we don't leave, live by the Spirit, then after that, Galatians 19.20 and, and 21, it's all the bad things about... about, uh, about What disqualifies you from kingdom inheritance. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yeah. You take the words out of my mouth, Kevin. Yeah. No, I mean, so, you, it's, yeah. it's, you, can't, you can't have both, okay? No. You cannot satisfy your soul here on earth and receive the kingdom. You're not... You that's not how it works. That's why Jesus said, those who will deny their soul... We'll gain it, though. Yes. You know those those who have their soul here will lose it when they go to heaven. So it, it is it is absolutely imperative that. And I just want to bring a little verse to complement with this. It's John four twenty four. God is a spirit, uppercase S, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit, small yes. S, my spirit. Mm -hmm. And in truth, mm. like if you're not truthful with, with the Holy Spirit, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to vex mm -hmm. them and right. you're still going to be in a, in denial of a lot of things. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's, crazy, that. but that's what it is. You're also going to be doing a whole bunch of things that are contrary yes. to God's will. Let's yes. be honest. I mean, you see the, uh, the, and there are believers who do that as well. It's not just non-believers. Okay. It's believers who have not not walked in the are not walking in the spirit, and yet those believers. It's not like they're doomed and they're not going to be able to to receive the kingdom if if they don't change because they can. You no. absolutely can turn around and you can and you can go back to walking in that spirit and you can go ahead and receive and get kingdom inheritance right. again. You can also lose it later, and then you can also gain it back. It's not no, like salvation is, where it's a not point. salvation. We're not talking about losing no. salvation. We're talking about losing no. the kingdom. You can right. be saved and not make it in the kingdom because losing those who losing are saved rewards. and not in the kingdom will be ruled over. Do you want to be ruled over or do you want to be ruling? No, I like to That's rule. That's a great point there, Steve. Can you elaborate? I mean, how do you so okay, so you got people that struggle with sin, then you got people that fight that sin, have good days and bad days. Then you got people they just sin like a sailor, but they but they believe they're saved. There are there are people that are like that. Sure. Yes. Okay. So and you got the people that just walk in the spirit. They they just kill it at least eighty five percent of the time. I don't think anybody's ninety. I think somebody probably seventy. That's pretty good. So yeah. let's say everybody gets up to the, at the judgment seat of Christ. All right, and it's all done. So how do you see the kingdom hierarchy? How do you see it playing out? I mean, if you, you evidently we don't know everything, but if you had to give an example, you said people be ruled over. Will people have better lives in heaven? Being in the kingdom, which means you're not in heaven. You're kicked down to the second heavens, living on a foreign planet. I can explain what do you this. Steve, I, I, I can tell, explain tell this. I the, have a video. Tell them about the I stars. I have a video. What's that, Kevin? Tell them about the stars. All right. Sure. In, in 1 Corinthians 15, it, the, Paul talks about, he compares the, the glory of the resurrection. He talks about this glory of the heaven and glory of the earth. And then he says there's the glories amongst the stars themselves. So the believers who are, who are saved, but not in Christ, don't have that extra oil, they're going to have a greater glory. There's, there's a resurrection of the dead for even the ungodly, but they will be cast into the lake of fire. But there is a resurrection. If you're saved, that resurrection is by an angel. But if you're in Christ, living in Christ, 
your resurrection is by Christ himself. So there's going to be a level of glory of what kind of body you will have. But mm -hmm. let me explain what Bob is trying to ask is what happens to those who are saved, but not in the kingdom. It says in Revelation, they will be outside. Outside what? Outside the city. The kingdom of God is the government of God. And not, where is a government based in a capital? Well, the capital of God is New Jerusalem. Those okay. who are saved but not in the kingdom will be outside New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem comes down onto, onto the new earth. The earth is huge. The, the kingdom of God, it, the new Jerusalem is huge, but the new Jerusalem doesn't eat up the whole earth. It only has a part, part of the earth. So those who are saved will be outside the gates, not allowed to come in. Those who are inside will rule and reign with Christ of those outside. They will have resurrected bodies, praise God, but they're not going to have as glorified body as those who are in Christ. Correct. I always say it's much better than the lake of fire, but yes. it's not as good as not nearly no. as good as being in the kingdom. You see? Yes. It's that kind is, of like, is, it, uh... it, it, it's, it's, you don't want to be, you don't want to be in the lake of fire. I mean, that, that is the worst no. of the worst of the worst wrath and that's forever. So you, mm -hmm. you want to escape that. And the way you do that is by being saved, but that's not the, that's not where you should stop. You shouldn't say, yeah. well, in that case, since I'm saved, I'm just going to go out and, and carouse around with the drunkards yeah. and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do whatever my soul desires. There's going to be repercussions for that. Yes. Right. And Bob, just like repercussions of saying beating up the fellow brethren and so forth. I mean, what what rewards they could have had are going mm -hmm. to be taken away from them and given the to the others who they basically bashed. And that's just one example of it. But the point yeah. is, is like, that there are different hierarchies, like you were talking about, Bob, as many different hierarchies as there are different types of suns yes. in, the, in the universe. Mm -hmm. Every yes. single, have you noticed that every single star is different from each other? Yeah. Either the luminosity yeah. is different or the mass is different or the, the, the uh, radius is different. There's something different about every single star in the entire universe and how many stars are there in the entire universe? We don't even know the number. But think mm -hmm. about how many people are going to be, uh, you know, saved and how many people are going to be in the kingdom. Every single one of those people, Bob, are different. They're going to have different states of glory based on what they did during their life. Amen. Right. So with that, with that being said, I, I think the elephant in the room, everybody's just saying now. It's like, of course, everybody listening in our uh, live stream here, oh, yeah. four of us. And everybody's going to be listening to this broadcast later on. Steve, so explain to us now, walking in the spirit, how is it that we can be in the kingdom? Okay, when you deal with sin, now evidently none of us are perfect, and rapture resurrection is down the road somewhere. So let's say someone just gets saved, and they're a sinner their whole life. Okay, and now they're struggling with some sins that God didn't deliver them from. Okay, so but they want to be in the kingdom. Okay, so you mean to say to me that in order to be in the kingdom, they have to just, you just, you just cannot sin and just no, walk no, perfect. No, 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 you no. cannot fall to be in the kingdom. I mean, I no, mean, there's, there, Bob, there are specific things that Paul lays mm -hmm. out two times, uh, actually, and lists them out. And it's willful knowledge of that sin and willfully continuing to do it and it's a, mm -hmm. a, a subset of all the sins and it's not a very long list to be honest with you 
it's 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 very specific on certain things that you absolutely cannot do um, willfully and continually, because at that point, when you're doing those things, you are not walking in the spirit. Let me Mm -hmm. let me explain that. Let's say let's talk about alcohol. Does that mean everybody who drinks a beer is going to miss the kingdom? No, let's but let's say. Every Friday, because so many people like in America, I don't know about other countries, like to go out and get drunk on Fridays. You're living in drunkenness. That's unrepentant. You're choosing to go get drunk. I'm not talking about just having one beer. You're choosing to go get drunk every Friday. That's unrepentant sin. Now, the person who does just falls and gets drunk, and he repents right away. Now, God, God knows their heart. Those who live in sin and not repenting, they are going to miss the kingdom. Absolutely. It's not about being sin free. When first John 1, 8 and 9, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. It's not about being sin free. It's about whether you're going to let, choose choose to live in sin. As he was talking about yeah. uh, willful. We need to stay in complete fellowship with Jesus all the time. People say, I've been, uh, I'm born again. I believe in the blood. I've been saved, sealed with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's Paul says Amen. it. It's not a, a card for free, uh, for free sinning. You, mm-hmm. We should not sin. That's now, what if Paul we, says, if God, God, sin, shall we continue to sin? God forbid. God forbid. And if I'm saved, I am saved. I'm a saved sinner because I know I still have sins. So when yeah. I bring them up to God, I say, well, today, Lord, you know, how, or that. Hold on, John. How is yeah. someone who said anyone think this is legalism? How is this legalism? We're not even discussing salvation one bit right now. This no. has nothing to do with gaining your salvation through works. No. We're right not on. speaking about salvation, people. Okay. We are talking no. about inheriting the kingdom for believers who are already saved. There is a difference between being saved and inheriting the kingdom. This is not legalistic at all. No. Let me go go back. I said, you have to have faith in the second work of the cross. You're not going to, you're not going to succeed by putting off the flesh by the law. You're going to fail. You're going to succeed by working the second cross in you. We've been crucified in Christ. You have to have faith that you died on the cross with Christ and walk in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is letting Christ live in you. Walking in the spirit is accepting what Christ has done in you and through you, that you've died and it's Christ living in you. It's not by law and legalism. No, You will no. fail to do that and succeed because you will fail eventually. Mankind, flesh, cannot inherit the kingdom. Right. And just because you fall in sin doesn't mean you've lost the kingdom. Right. If you no. live in sin, you've lost the kingdom. Exactly. Yeah. One, one John one nine says, if we conce- con- confess our sins, hyper-dispensationalists would say, oh, this is not our dispensation. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. What is fellowship? Fellowship is two fellow. In a ship, rowing the same way. Yes, amen. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's not for me, that's from Pastor Peacock. So, 
if we look at this, I always keep my fellowship with Jesus Christ all the time. He called me friend, right? He did. He yes. did call me friend. So at this point, I'm always saying, Lord, you know, this and this, I'm not too proud of that. Would you forgive me? I know I'm forgiven by the blood of Christ. I know that. But I keep my fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ all the time and with the Holy Ghost, right? Uppercase G. Be careful there. Right. And, <laughs> but, if you, right. and if you don't, then you can have your name blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Yes. And a lot of people will say, well, that's for salvation. Is that true, Steve? Is the Lamb's Book of Life for salvation? If no. so, are you no. able to get your, your name blotted out of a salvation book? So you had salvation and now you don't have salvation anymore? Is, no. that, is that what the Bible says? No, the book of life, even though we've taught that probably in Sunday school, the book of life is a list of all those who are allowed in the gates. It's right. not for salvation. It's for those making it into the kingdom. Those who are in the book of life are allowed in through the gates and out through the gates. You can be saved and be in heaven and even on the new earth and not put it, be put in the book of life. Because you believe in Christ, but you're not living for Christ. You're not in Christ. So your name's not going to be in the book of life. The book of life is for those who are allowed into the city, into the kingdom. Folks, I have a video, many videos on my channel. My YouTube channel's there. Go look for the video, the gospel of the kingdom version three, V3. Look for that. Yeah. That's a, yeah I did a video um, three and also. Three weeks. The, the yeah. Another great one, too, is the difference between believing and being born again. Yes, believing versus being born again. I have version two of that's my latest one. Also, have another one, being in Christ. I made that about three weeks ago. That's an amazing video. I mean, Bob, were you were you taught any of this in the Catholic Church? I don't taught any of this stuff, man. You just you rely on a priest and you go to confessional booth and hope for the best yeah give you money know, and shut up <laughs> you know that's that's like um, for the best. you know second timothy i almost mentioned this right here i think this is what we're, we're talking about here you know we're talking about uh being in basically it's not a salvation issue okay like like steve said it's you're in heaven heaven's vast okay we're talking about heaven is far bigger than the universe itself it's huge all right it's the difference of whether or not you go into the holy city. Okay, that's the difference. And if you're reigning with Christ, if you reign with him, then you're able to go in and out of the city. And I think it lays it out in 2 Timothy 2, 11, verses 11 uh, through 13. It says, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 11, verse 13, yeah. It says, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Amen. If we suffer... Okay, this means suffering that you are resisting that that habitual thing where you should walk in the spirit. Basically denying suffer, your soul here while on earth. Yeah, we shall also reign. Check it out. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. He won't deny you salvation. He'll no. deny you from being uh, reigning with him. You won't yes. reign, but you'll be saved. And Preach then it says, if we believe not, Yet he abideth faithful; he cannot deny himself. Yes. So, so here you are. If you screw it all up and you can't get into the city, you are in Christ. No part of Jesus goes to hell. No part of Jesus cast in the lake of fire. Okay, so if you're in Christ, you're not. He won't deny you. 
Okay, you're just not going to be able to go into the uh, the city. Into the, which into the city, into New Jerusalem. Yes. You can't go into the gates of the kingdom. You're going to be outside the kingdom. You're going to be shut out. And that. So, have you ever wondered? Also, it's like, why would there need to be healing in eternity? Right? What? Why? Why would there need to be healing? Like, it, it makes no. Like, everyone says, well. When you go there, everyone's just going to be in the kingdom and everyone's going to be great. Well, wait a minute. There's healing that goes on. So who's getting healed, Steve? Oh, you really want to go deep, don't you? <laughs> well, I mean, you look at people are people will bring this stuff up because I don't oh, think yeah. they really thought it through. <laughs> Questions okay. are coming up now. <laughs> one, one second. Yeah. Now um, remember, there's the res. Let's there's what's called the first resurrection. So that means there's more than one. We've talked a little bit about that. I call it the second resurrection for those who are saved. They're sealed, but they're not living in Christ. Those who are who are in Christ, they will be resurrected because it says those who are dead in Christ. That's the rapture, folks. You have to be in Christ, not saved. Not talking about just being sealed. Being sealed, you're saved. But the resurrection for those who are saved and not in Christ is called, I call it the second resurrection. I just did a video on that. Those in the second resurrection will be resurrected by an angel. It shares that in uh, Revelation chapter 14. Mm -hmm. Revelation 14 also speaks about their judgment. It's called the wine press judgment. Again, I have a video on that. Look for my video, wine press judgment. I think I'm on version three of that. Yeah. So have you and, once again? So have you ever wondered why when Jesus comes back, he already has blood on his clothes? Why? Yeah. Is that? Yep. That's in. Uh, I think it's in Revelation 19 when Jesus comes back on the horse and we're behind him and the horses. It says his his robes are red as already been dipped in blood. He hasn't even made it to the earth because he will judge the carnal Christians, and they he will purge them. Right. Thus, God's it's grace full, and mercy. It's full, listen, it's not wrath. It's not wrath. It's not the wrath of God. Okay, not the full wrath. Not the full wrath. It is a. It is a judgment, and it's not perm. It's not a. It's, it's not a permanent judgment that continues to punish them. Okay? Yes, yes. It, it that's does, why it does, God's it does have the a, a final state associated with it, which yes. is outside the kingdom. But yes. the correction that occurs there, basically allows them to purge all of the 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 bad stuff that the, that they that they their have soul. in their soul exactly and then basically they lose their soul at that point because they did yeah. not give it up so let me let me quickly say folks you probably don't realize the difference when there's a difference between spirit and soul so we got to touch on this quickly when you believe in Christ your spirit is saved but you still have a soul and a body your body is going to get saved by the resurrection but you still have a soul your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You, Jesus said, to save your soul, you must deny your soul. It also says in James 1.21, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. We also read in John, you have to receive Jesus's words and follow them to be in Christ. So to save your soul, you have to accept God's word and deny yourself like he was reading in uh, Corinthians earlier, deny yourself, you will reign with Christ. So those who are selfish, but they've saved their spirit because they believe in Christ, 
They haven't saved their soul. They will lose their soul. They'll save their spirit. They'll be resurrected in a glorified body, but they will lose their soul. They will lose their will, their mind and their emotions because they will, they've lived in them. They have denied themselves. So there will be going through this wine press judgment. Praise God. There is the tree of life and the leaves are for the healing of the nations. Those of us inside, it says, those who are in, in the Lamb's Book of Life will have authority over the tree of life. Why? So we can bring the leaves out to those outside and they can be healed from the, 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 the suffering of the, this judgment wine press. And also because they can't get into the city, that's why they're gnashing their teeth. Exactly. So there is grace and healing for those who are saved and living in sin. Amen. And, and listen, this, we're not talking about purgatory, by the way. I saw some people was like, this is purgatory? No. You guys talking about purgatory? No, 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 no. No, no we're not talking about a holding spot before you go somewhere. That's no, not no. what we're talking about at all. I mean, certainly there is a holding spot for tribulation saints, for example. They're underneath the altar for, for a long period of time, basically, until Revelation 20, verse 4, which is after Jesus' second coming and before the millennium. So that's when they get their glorified bodies. So there's a holding period for them. But that's not purgatory. They're under the altar in heaven. Okay. And these people who have, who have been saved, um, who are basically, the, you know, the dead in Christ. Okay. So the other ones have not been raised yet. The ones not in Christ. They have not been raised yet. They are raised after the end of the millennium. Okay. That at that point, there is a great white throne judgment, and there are people that go to everlasting damnation and those who go to everlasting life. So, if but what you really want to be in is you want to be in Christ so that you're a part of that first resurrection and called by Jesus himself when he descends with the trump of yes. God and the voice of an archangel. The dead in Christ rise first, and we who are alive and remain. We'll be caught up with them into the air and be with the Lord forever. See, so there's Amen. no purgatory Amen. there. There's no purgatory no. for the tribulation saints. They're under the altar. There's no purgatory for the ones who are who are in who are in Christ. There's no purgatory for the ones who are waiting for judgment. So there's no purgatory at all. We're not speaking of purgatory. Purgatory is a man-made no. fiction by the Catholic Church. Yes, to make money. But the thing is, if you... Yes, yeah, so you can pay to get out of it, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, on my chat here for the uh, uptime there, there's a lot of people saying it's confusing. No, it's not. The way that Kevin just explained it, uh, mark the time there and just re-listen to this after we're done and you will see because you want to be part of that first and living in the spirit, living in Jesus Christ. Yes. It's something that you need to do. To know to do, not to know and right. to do, but to know how to do it, right? You got to be there. And uh, this is uh, new wine for a lot of people, Steve. Yeah. Yes. yes. This is, a, and, and maybe even some, uh, and some of this new wine. Bob, I know you've, we've talked about this before, so this is not a, all new to you, but I do know that, that, that some of this stuff, uh, we're going in deeper than we've ever talked about before. Oh, and yeah. like the Bible talks about new wine. And old wine. And Steve, can you can you go into that a little bit? Because there are a lot of people who are saying, I don't I don't know any of this. I don't agree with any of this. You know, I, I I've never mm -hmm. heard this before. 
But that isn't that well, really what new wine is? Before yes, you say uh, food, Steve, real fast. Go ahead. Um, uh, we're starting to lose people here. <laughs> I'm seeing the the comment well, fine. section here. But I think everybody, hold on, everybody's hold on. confused right now because they're thinking they're thinking they're going to lose their salvation. Look, no, folks, there's nothing to do with sal- what we're talking about. Has nothing to do with salvation. Okay, right. Again, you, you go to you go to the judgment seat of Christ. What does the Bible say? You are judged according to your works, whether good or bad. At the judgment seat of Christ, you're going to find out where you stand in this whole thing. That's what the whole point of judgment seat of Christ is. We'll, we'll yeah. all go there, all get raptured, we'll all go there. But when you go there and stand before, you're going to find out where do you fit in to this eternity. Do you have There's kingdom access? Crowns. No. Right. Seven all crowns. Right. And Bob, yeah. look, I'm fine if if a whole bunch of people leave. You know why? Because Jesus was fine when a whole bunch of people left oh, as yeah. well. Okay? I get it. They can leave. They can absolutely leave. If they don't want to hear truth and they want to have their ears itched, they can go elsewhere. Because tonight we're actually speaking truth and things that are very important, especially for right now in this day and age, because we are so close. You do not want to be caught unaware and have your have a lack of oil and miss that resurrection calling. No, you don't want someone bring up first Corinthians three. Can we do that? Um, I, think, <laughs> I don't know. If, if someone here. can't, I can read it. I can Just read, go ahead it. And read it. You, you, you have a present share screen. I yeah, I, I've done this on StreamYard. It doesn't work with my computer here. I you have a present share screen, Steve, if you want. All right, let me pull up First Corinthians 3. And we're going to read about this. This Bema seat judgment. No, 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 no. We're not, no. Someone just said, "Ah, oh, so the hell with everybody being confused." No, of course not. We are here to continue to have discussions on this yes. in order to explain these things. We also have Steve has numerous, numerous videos on his channel. Mm-hmm. Steve and I also yeah. did a ten-part series called "Iron Sharpens Iron" on my channel, where we dig into this for about ten for ten hours mainly. So there's plenty of resources and things like that. You can also be a Berean and study your Bible. Haven't you ever had questions about, you know, about servants of the Lord who are basically cast out? Have you ever thought, well, wait a minute. Is Jesus basically just throwing them into hell in the lake of fire, yet they believe in him? That doesn't seem fair. That seems contrary to the Bible. Well, of course it's contrary to the Bible. But you, a lot of people haven't realized that Oh, wait a minute. There's a salvation state that's outside the kingdom, but not in hell because hell is for the unsaved. But if you're a believer in Christ and you're a servant of Christ and you believe in him, yet you haven't dedicated your life. You have not walked in the spirit. You have not done those things. You've done the things that you've been actually told not to do and you've continued to do them. Don't you think that there's going to be repercussions for that? Is God not a just God? So this is what we're dealing with now. So I screwed up when I was younger, before I was saved. Now I have to live outside the wall. See, no, this is where you we're can repent. at now. You can repent. Yeah, so. Let me, I got 1 Corinthians 3 shared. I don't know if you guys can see it yet. No. It's coming. Is this you? Is this you? Yes, that's him. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right, so I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 3, and I will start in verse 12. And if anyone builds on this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, 
Each one's work shall be revealed for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try each one's work as, as to what kind it is. So this is the beam of seat judgment. Our works will be judged, whether it's gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Wood, hay, stubble will not survive the fire. All right. No, Verse we'll 14. If anyone's work which he built remains, he shall receive a reward. If anyone's work burned up, he shall suffer loss and he shall be saved. Yet so is by fire. Being saved by fire is that. Right here it is in Corinthians. Okay, it is that wine press judgment, but it's only if all your works burn up. Yes. If all your works burn up, you will be saved by fire. Yes. Now, all you have to do is have one work survive and you'll make it into the kingdom. Okay, right. it's right there in New Testament, First Corinthians. It's not like I'm inventing anything here. Being saved by fire is the wine press judgment found in Revelation 14, and I understand these are deep things, and I, that's why it took many videos. How many videos did it take you, Kevin, to learn what I've been preaching? Quite quite a few, but you have um, thousands, so and, and a whole bunch that are really important to watch. But because listen, I was not taught this stuff in the Lutheran Church. Okay, I was taught, hey, you're saved, you're good to go. You know, you're good to go, and that's and that's it. And it's like. They stopped at, at that and there was no, there's nothing more. And the, 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 but the issue though is that there is more. And Paul talks this, like you said, this is from Paul again. This is not like if somebody will say, Oh, this is from the new old Testament. You're talking about law and legalism and stuff like that. No, it has nothing to do with that. This, oh, this is about being, um, you know, uh, works based, um, salvation again. We are not discussing discussing salvation. I want to be clear on that and yep. say, look, let, let's let, let's try to let's try to unconfuse people very quickly here. I'm going to try. Number one, you have to be saved. Okay, if you're not saved, you go to the lake of fire. How do you get saved? By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Correct. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Period. Yep. End of story. It is by grace through faith. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Are we clear about that? Okay, I, I hope yeah. so. You got to make it to this judgment, right, yeah. Kevin? You have to yes. make it to this judgment. If you make it to this judgment, you're doing great. Yes. And you get there by believing in Jesus. Salvation is very simple to understand. It is just that: believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Okay, that, that's why we don't spend. That's why we're not spending a lot of time on it because I think we all realize and understand that salvation is a very simple mechanic. It's a very simple thing to understand. God has made it very easy to understand. Believe on my son and what he did, and you are saved. That is it. There is no other prerequisites. There's no other requirements. There is no nothing. Okay. Now, have you accepted the, have you accepted Christ as your savior? No, you're going to the lake of fire. Yes. Okay. Now let's talk about more. Okay. Now let's talk about how God is going to reward those people who, who live in the spirit of God, who walk in his will and are doing the things in his will, and the people who do not, what happens to them? That's what we're talking about now. Everybody is not treated equally, okay? As a matter of fact, no one is treated equally. 
in heaven. We've already been through that. Just as many of the stars that are out there that are different, that's going to be the different glory for every single person because not one person has lived their life equal to every other, to any other person on earth. Okay. We've all committed different sins at different times and different places and different things. We've all done works that are different. We've all had different motivations for doing those works. Every single person is different individually. And God himself is going to judge every single one of those people according to their works. Mm -hmm. And it's not for salvation. We've already gone past that. Please, we, we, we need to move on and say the person is saved. Now, what kind of rewards and what kind of things are they going to get in heaven? And this Bema seat judgment is a critical part of that because that's when the believer who's not being judged based on their works for salvation no. because they're already saved, no they're now getting judged on the things that they've done right. in order to receive rewards and have that different glory that it's talking about. I hope that unconfuses people yes. a lot. And because there is a difference between somebody who's produced a whole bunch of good works and has lived in the spirit pretty much their entire life and a person, a Christian who professes to believe in Jesus Christ and lives a carnal life and never gives up their soul here on earth. There are th- th- those two people are not treated the same in the afterlife. OK, they are treated differently. I want to make that clear. God is not, God is just. He is not going to say everybody gets into the kingdom no matter what you've done here on earth. That is not. How can we all rule rule and reign? We can't all rule and reign. Who would be ruling and reigning over if we're all ruling and reigning? Who's getting healed? Are the people in the lake of fire getting healed? Absolutely not. Are the people in the kingdom getting healed? No, of course not. Why would they need to get healed? But somebody has to get healed. And somebody has to deliver the healing to them. So I want I just I just want to make this clear that that we are not talking about salvation for almost no, the no. entire broadcast today. We are talking about no. what happens after you after, after the who and the what, after who Jesus is, after what he has done, then this is what what you can do. First, a good thing you could you should do is go to Second Timothy 2:15. Study to show thyself approved. That would be a great start after that if you want to study where to go. But first, after that, this, this, like Kevin said, there is nothing about the salvation that we're talking about here. It's after. Is it really true that nobody in the chat here, somebody just said this. I honestly believe none of us here care about rewards. Yeah, that is probably the you, most depressing thing that I've there, ever read on this chat ever. Yeah. I, 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 I see that comments too on this chat here. Uh, what kind of people here. Are, are we? Are we going to be? What kind of people should we be? Should we? Should we be caring about our rewards in heaven and how we live our life here on earth? I, I think that we should be caring about that. I think that that is the one number one thing I that do. we should be caring about in terms of yourself. In terms of others, it's spreading the gospel and planting seeds. But in terms of yourself, absolutely you should be caring about that. If you don't care about that, then you are definitely in peril of continuing to sin willfully, and especially in those sins that aren't uh, doing anything to to help uh, the kingdom of God or help anybody. I mean, when you're drunk on a Friday night, are you actually a good witness for preaching the gospel at that point? Of course not. 
No, absolutely not. You're not in this period. Mm-hmm. Right. That's you know, uh, this is very interesting because it makes a lot of sense. Years. Jesus talks about the wedding feast where the person comes in within the proper garment. You know, I was like, yeah. how does a person get up to heaven and put on an improper garment? First of all, they have to get up there, you know. So it's like it makes sense because Didn't somebody, somebody get kicked that's out for doing that, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So evidence is a question here from Sonic. Good question. How can you be at the Bema seat and be outside the city, outside of Christ? The city itself is for the rulers. Okay. You are, you know, what's going to happen when Jerusalem, when Jesus rules from, Jesus doesn't rule from New York City. Where does he rule from? Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be the capital city of the world. Guess what? This new Jerusalem is the capital city of the world. Okay. And this is where he rules from with the man child. Okay. This is where he rules from. So you're at the Bema seat. You're going to find out whether or not you have access to the city of Jerusalem. It's plain and simple. When you go to the Bema seat, you're going to find out where you're going to stand in eternity. Not the lake of fire, not hell, none of that stuff. You're going to find out what you have access to. When the Bible says you're receiving rewards, where they, what's Jesus going to do? Here you go. Here's a gold eagle. Great. What do I do with that? No, how about if I give you access to this, access that you did this and that and this, and this way you walk, you have access to different parts. You know, that would make sense to me. You have access to the kingdom, okay? But if you didn't do the work, okay, someone gets saved right at the last minute. You think someone gets saved right before they die, okay? You think it's unfair. You know, it's like they didn't do nothing their whole life, but yet they gave themselves on their deathbed, okay? Well, guess what? They receive those same rewards, the rest of us, salvation, okay? But yet there still is a balance once you get up there. Once we're all up there, none of us are going to hell. None of us are going to lake fire. Praise the Lord. But there's still a balance for the works. How, you know, if you're getting rewarded for all this hard work you're doing here for the kingdom, okay? So you mean to say that this guy that dies on his deathbed gets all the same rewards that I got? That doesn't make any sense. Jesus is not a socialist. It's not just, okay. It's not Obviously, just. he's not a socialist. He took everything from that one. He said, whatever, whatever little you have will be taken from you and given to him with men, the, the servants, the three servants. That okay. one guy was scared. He lost it. All right. He gave it to the guy that had five talents. So Jesus is not a socialist. God is not a socialist. He's a capitalist. And if you want to be a capitalist, have something in heaven, you need to be doing the work down here right now. I have a scripture on this. For. Yeah, we're doing scripture. what we're doing. Hold on. We're just, just other people are saying in the, in the chat. So I got yeah, we, like somebody just said, oh, Steve should have made it like, yeah, put up the, the links. People are asking for it. Uh, made it so clearly and said, I am doing this and I have been doing this and was taught to do this. That is how you earn your crowns. You see the the, the the certain things that we're doing, and especially what we're doing here, is not to uh, tick people off. Okay, that's not what we're doing this for. We're, we're doing this to help people understand that living a life after you're saved and how you live it actually has repercussions. There, it does there, matter. It does it, matter. It, it matters. It's not, it's not over as soon as you're saved that that's it. Everything's been decided. That is not, that is simply not the case. Otherwise, you would um, either go out and sin all you want, just like Paul is saying, should we go ahead and do that since we don't have to live under the law anymore? No. Why? Why? Because there are certain rewards 
that you get if you do good things and if you follow in the will and you do those things. If you don't, there are repercussions not. And so God is just, like Bob is saying, <laughs> the parable of the of the talent, the saying everybody got the same pay, no matter if they started early in the morning or they started late at night. Yeah. What is that pay? What is that thing referring to? That's referring to salvation. Amen. No matter if you believe Jesus when you're two years old or you believe Jesus when you're 90 on your deathbed, you receive salvation. Because, like I said, salvation is a binary thing. You believe, you are saved. You get that same talent as everybody else. However, there are other parables about other talents, right? And saying this person was given one. This person was given five. This person was given ten. Do you think that the talent was given to somebody in a lake of fire? Absolutely not. The talent mm. was given to somebody and then they buried it. What kind of reward do you think that kind of person is going to get? The person saved and yet they do nothing about it the rest of their life. Zero. What kind of, what kind of reward are they going to get? What about the person who has a little but goes out and just, you know, does all kinds of outreach and all kinds of stuff? Do you think they're going to get rewarded big time? Absolutely. And that's what that parable is talking about. That parable is talking about rewards. And it even says someone who was given a whole bunch and they squandered it all and did nothing. Let's just say you were built, you, you were born into a very wealthy family. Okay. And you have all this money and you, and you believe in Christ, but you don't do anything with your money or you buy a sports team or something like that. And yet are you preaching the gospel uh, on your, on your big screen? No. Why not? Why not do that? You've squandered an opportunity there. I mean, those are special cases that I'm talking about, but that's the difference though. And that's the whole thing about getting rewards for the things that you've done during this life and not getting rewards because you haven't done those things. And the Bible is clear about all those things. I want to answer some of these questions. I know some questions are made up about being in Christ and I'm going to read a scripture in John. John 1, verse 12, but as many as received him, as many as received him, he gave to them authority to become the children of God to those who believe on his name. So just because you've received him doesn't make you a son. You're not in Christ because you believe in Christ. Now you've been given the authority to become a child of God. Once you believe in him, that's why you got to understand the difference between being sealed. The seal is the seed of God. When you receive Christ, you receive the seed. Is a seed actually a tree? No. We read earlier today that Jesus said, if you want the father and me to live in you, you must keep my commands and keep my word. Now, I'm going to go on to 2 Timothy. You just answered somebody's question. How can we be pleasing to him today? Keep his commands and walk in his will and keep his word. Study right, the I'll, word. Go out I'll and read do another scripture you do when you do it. Um, one more thing, Steve. If you can, um, if you can. Oh, so someone's accusing me that I'm going to hell. Okay, fine. You know what? I don't care. It doesn't really matter whether or not because God is the judge of that. And I believe yes. in Jesus Christ, so I already know that I'm not going to hell. But what I'm telling you is I'm working on myself in order to be able to get more rewards and be in the kingdom because I want to be part of that new Jerusalem. I don't want to be shut outside. People do not believe that there are vessels of dishonor. Let's read about this. 
Second there Timothy, are vessels of dishonor. Second Timothy two twenty. But in a great house that are not there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone purges himself from these, he shall be a vessel to honor, sanctified and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. But flee youthful lusts and follow righteousness. Right. Do you think that the lake of fire and somebody in the lake of fire is in God's house? No. No. That's not where the vessel of dishonor is. The vessel of dishonor is not not in the kingdom. Okay, the, but the vessel of dishonor is still a vessel. Yes. Okay, it's still it's still in God's area. In other words, saved. It's not in the lake of fire. The lake of fire doesn't dwell with God. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, other thing too, Steve, can you can you explain? You were going into the explanation, the difference between spirit and soul. Can you touch on that? Man is a spirit being. Angels are spirits. God is a spirit, but man is triune. God is triune. He's Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Man is triune. We're spirit, soul, and body. When Adam sinned, his spirit died. He can no longer commune with God in his spirit. It's become dead. We're born spiritually dead. When you believe in Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in and seals you. Your spirit becomes alive 100% immediately. Your spirit is saved immediately. But your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and it's saved progressively. How do you save your soul? Jesus said, to save your soul, you must deny your soul. James 1.21 said, receive, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Jesus said, if you want me and the Father to live in you, you must receive, believe in my word. So the salvation of your spirit is instant once you believe in Christ, not by works. The salvation of your soul is even not by works. It's by trusting what God's word says that you've been crucified in him. It's not you who live. It's Christ who lives in you. The more you receive God's word, the more your soul is saved because it's receiving what God did. I died on the cross. I don't I don't kill myself. I don't deny myself by the law. I, I, I obey what God's word has said. I confess God's word. I've been crucified in Christ. The more I word the word of God I receive, it saves my soul. And then once we're resurrected, our body will be saved. So we're three parts. Three parts. Spirit. Three parts. Soul and body. Now the body is flesh. It is corrupt is corrupted. All of us. And your soul is corrupted. You got to renew it. And your soul Mm -hmm. is also corrupted because what does your soul want to do? Does your soul want to, like, does it constantly attempt to rebel against God, for example, and what is written? Of course it does. All of us have that every single day. Even if you're born again, you still have that. Why? Because we're not perfect yet. We're not glorified yet. Okay? So we're always going to be warring against, just like John said earlier, the spirit wars against the flesh. The flesh wars against the spirit. That is going to continue until we're made perfect. So, but the key is, is like what Steve said, which is take care of your spirit first, right? And that's believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, 
You have a change of spirit. I'm not going to follow the world or other religions or other what you know junk. I'm going to follow Christ. Okay. Then you work on your soul, and that is a long, lifelong process yes. from the day that you're saved to the day that you die or get raptured. Well, you know, let, let me say something right here. You know, when we all first got saved, everybody, all of us remember when we first got saved. Okay, and you know what? All you can say is this: It's like I'm not as I'm not as good who like for me. I'm not as good as I want to be, but I'm certainly not as bad as I used to be. <laughs> Praise God, Amen. You know, you know why? Because your soul is being sanctified. Yes. Okay, your soul, your soul is like the pilot. All right, it's like the pilot. It pilots the body and it pilots the spirit. Okay, your body dies, and then the pilot just has to pilot the spirit. That's why it feels a lot different once you get out of your body. You don't feel the the weight, the sin, the desires of his body. Okay, but while your soul is operating within this fleshly vessel, it has to pilot your spirit and pilot the body. Okay, you're piloting, you're piloting two things. Right. Okay, but so this is why that's where that war comes in, because you're in control of the spirit body and the, the physical body. And you're piloting both of them. And based on what we're talking about here, folks, we just want you to focus on the spirit. Just ain't nothing wrong with that. I get it. None of us are going to be perfect. Okay. Some people here think they just that they can just live in sin. And you can do it. If you can risk that, go right ahead. I can't make any promises when you get up to that beam of seat judgment that you're going to have everything that you Burned possibly up. ever wanted. I want, right. I'm not taking that chance. No. Now, we're saved by grace through faith, okay? Amen. And our soul, our, our pilot, is being sanctified. We're a lot better than we were before, but we're certainly not as good as we want to be. And I think this video is probably help a lot of people. Yeah, yeah but, okay. I mean, neither was neither was Paul, right? I mean, yeah. he's like, why do I continue to do the things that I don't want to do? And the things that I want to do, I don't do. You know, so it, it, it's a constant thing. But constant battle. You, but but yeah right. But it's a daily overcoming of things. Like yeah. I'm like this Friday night. I'm not going to go out and get drunk. You know that is a change. That is that that God recognizes that change. That you are denying your soul at that point. Right. Yes. You're like my soul wants to go get drunk. Well, you know what? I'm going to deny my soul of doing that. My my my, my soul wants to 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 go out with that woman and do certain things or that man. Oh, but if you say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to turn from that and I'm going to, and I'm going to consider something else. I'm not even going to think about that. I'm not even going to dwell on that. That is a change of your soul. You're, because you're denying your soul at that point. You're gaining more and more soul in heaven whenever you do that. You see, Amen. that's the big thing. It's you're like a, rewards. a lot of people always asked, you know, they said, what? Well, I'm saved. Well, I can just do whatever I want. You know, it's like, but, but, but if that's the case, then none of these things that Paul talked about would ever have been discussed. Why even bother about discussing sin after you're saved at that point? If it's, if it's meaningless, but if it actually is somewhat meaningful and it does have repercussions, then you should learn about that stuff. And that's really what we're trying to bring here to you guys tonight, because the majority of our audience is saved. Okay, the vast majority of our audience is saved. And so this message really is for the vast majority of our audience who lives every day in this decaying and groaning world that that we have. And it's very easy to slip into certain things. 
and certain things that you shouldn't be doing and certain thoughts that you shouldn't be having and things like that. It's very easy in order to slip into willful sin, but it's not easy to slip into willful sin if you're actually dwelling on God in the, in the spirit yes. and, and being in his word. If you're in his word, it's very difficult at that point to be going out and getting drunk. Not, I don't know if I've never seen anybody get drunk and, and go out and drunk and have their Bible with them and reading the Bible at that point. No. I, I'd never seen that before. Okay. I don't think that that's happened. So the point is, it's like, if you're in the word, right, Steve, that is going to help save your soul. In the word, walking in the spirit, it's all things you can do after being saved. Right. You But get think saved. About, by... Just, just think, well, just quickly think about a football. A football is, is like a man. You got the skin, you got the rubber thing inside, which is the soul. And inside that you got air, which is the spirit. So if the skin is rotten because you die, the rubber and the, the air in it will, will go away, right? right? And since you got laces on a football, that's the seal. It is, it is a daily thing, okay? Yes. That's, that's what we're trying to say. It is a daily thing, and it's never finished. You continue to do it. I mean, never, meaning never in, in this life. <laughs> it's never finished. You continue to do it until either you're raptured or you die. And you continue to do it. And the more that you you give up your soul here, the more you'll be able to receive, the more talents that that you're going to get basically in heaven. There are more rewards and things like that. And not only that, it's not just for the afterlife. Right? It's not just for heaven. And, and it actually, these things are beneficial for you here on earth. Okay. You walk in his will and you're blessed here on earth. We all have done things that we don't, that we are ashamed of, that we wish that we've never done. Correct. I mean, th there are absolutely those things that we've done. And th those type of things are, are, are here in our life. But that doesn't mean that we have to continue on them. That doesn't mean we have to continue to do it. So, so when you're, when you show that contrite heart to God and you show him that, Hey, I'm changing and I'm going to deny myself in these ways. He is absolutely going to reward you. But not only that, not only in heaven, but here on earth, you're going to have a better life. How many times have you done something that has just screwed up your life for possibly years and years and years, right? right. I mean, if, and if you're like, well, if I just walked in his will and didn't do that thing, my life would have been much better here on earth. Yeah. Absolutely. These things are for our benefit, not only in heaven, but for here on earth. People here are, uh, I'm looking at the comments, people are still just not getting it. Look, guys, our salvation is instantaneous. The moment you believe in finished in works of his, once you believe in Jesus' finished works of the cross, his bloodshed atoned for your sin, you are saved, you're heaven-bound, you're rapture-ready, yes. okay? You are not going to hell, you're not going to the lake of fire. You are saved, praise God, Amen. okay? But there is a lot of stuff in the Bible that Jesus talks about building rewards. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible that Paul talks about building rewards, building with wood, hay, and stubble, precious stones and stuff like that, gold and silver, okay? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about your eternal rewards. Yeah. Okay, we're not and talking about And people want to know what are the rewards. 
Here's a here's a. Well, we'll go into that. We don't have. Hold on, we don't have a lot. We we have to get off. um, We'll we'll do. I think we should probably do. We're not finishing right right now. We should probably do a little bit of uh, uptime overtime here. Yeah, yeah, but but next but next time we should we should dig into rewards and stuff like that because yeah the the, so we talked about all these things about getting rewards like what are those rewards right but that's a cliffhanger for next week. Here's a really good here's a really good comment. Um, Our soul has two choices either to follow the will of the spirit or to obey the desire of the flesh. If you obey the spirit, then you have a reward. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much that clear. And look, none of these rewards and all this stuff, this talk has nothing to do with the unbeliever because the unbeliever doesn't get any rewards. It's automatic. Okay. It's like a fire. So, so again, people, we're, we, a lot of this discussion today had nothing to do with salvation. Okay. It's after like achieving salvation or gaining salvation or working towards salvation. All this discussion that we talked about was for the believer who is already saved. Okay. I want to make sure that that's clear that all these things that we're talking about, denying your soul and all those things, a person who has not accepted Jesus Christ, denying their soul, that's not even a possibility for them. (laughs) Okay. That's not even a possibility. You cannot deny your soul unless you're actually in the word. And those people who have not accepted Jesus Christ, they are not in the word. So mm-hmm. let's just be clear that what we're really talking about here is the war between our corruption and then the incorruptible spirit and, the, and that we have inside of us that has been cleansed from all unrighteousness. Okay. That is right. the part that wars against the corruption because we are still here on earth unglorified. Therefore, we are still corrupted. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians 15 that we need to shed the, in, the corruption and put on incorruption. And once we do that, and once God changes us, then we'll be incorruptible. Okay? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it makes sense because I, I, I know people that have come have come to the Lord. They are friends of mine, okay, and they don't walk in the spirit. They're still in the sin, but they still believe, okay, and they don't do any of the work that I do. They don't read the Bible, they don't do this stuff, but they believe just enough what Jesus did that instantly sealed them, saved them. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, all right. So here you are, and here I am, and once we get up to heaven, we're all going to have all, all the exact same access to everything, and nothing's going to be different. That wouldn't have not made any sense to me at all. I, in fact, I, I feel I got cheated because where are my rewards at if I'm if I'm no better than this guy that did nothing? So, and f- face it, you folks are watching right now. Trust me, you folks, everybody watching right now, and it's going to be watching this. Evidently, you have rewards. Because you're going above and beyond to watch these videos and to learn to do these things. And, and you're watching for Jesus' return. I mean, just one of the rewards right now is the reward that you're going to receive for uh, loving his appearing. Do all okay, of us. You're receiving a crown for that. You know, so it's like all this stuff like that. Well, so, Bob, I mean, real quick, real quick, Bob. Do all of us believe in once saved, always saved here on this channel? Yeah. Steve? Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I, I know that you have uh, you have um, Bible verses that talk about very specific cases. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. I don't aside believe from those very specific cases, for example, a minute, like a minister who believed in Jesus Christ and then went into his ministry and then just, just went all full on for money and this and that and turned his back on the gospel. And, and those are extreme cases we're Correct. talking about for the, like for the general believer, if you're not yes. one of those cases, do we believe that once you are saved, you are sealed until the day a baby day? Christian cannot lose their salvation? All right. Amen. So there is a person that said this channel's teaching are dangerous. Once saved, always saved is the gospel. First Corinthians 15, one through four. This We're not channel talking about salvation. This channel believes that the gospel is in first Corinthians 15, one through four, and also believes that you are sealed until the day of redemption. This channel Amen. is not dangerous. This channel is very um, edifying and very good for people because it not only teaches things about salvation, it teaches things about what happens after you're saved as well. So the person who wrote that is actually bearing false witness and is in serious jeopardy. So check your spirit at the door. Listen to what we're saying. Have an open mind about these things. Mm -hmm. And please don't say things that are just patently, absolutely 100% false. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Someone said I'm teaching extra biblical. I gave the scripture. Right. Yeah. So as I said, folks, we are showing you we 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 believe that once you believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ, once you hear the gospel, the Kevin said, First Corinthians fifteen, one through four, all right, the gospel of grace. All right, Jesus shed blood to the cross, toning for our sins. You believe that, you accept that, you're saved. Okay. Yes. Hallelujah. You're saved. Now let's Amen. talk about making your life better that the, the eternal life that you have with god let's talk about how we can build up that life and make it better than the average person okay and everyone's like everyone's listening watching right now i i'm very, pretty sure you people have nothing to worry about because you guys are not average christians all right none of us are okay We're, you're not gonna be that guy that got up there and you know you finished off a beer right before you die, laying in your deathbed, and someone shared the gospel with you in the street, and you, and you got saved. You're not going to be that guy that has no rewards. All right? So calm down, please. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're just trying to – We're just what Steve, what Steve is bringing uh, up time tonight is how you can hedge your bet to have more access to more things in heaven. To hedge your bet so that way you have a really good day at the BMC judgment. And let's be honest. Okay, there are some things that everybody here, right? There, you have that that little nudge. That's something that's holding on to you, and it's painful because you can't let it go. And let's right. be honest; we all have that. Okay, there's something that you're dealing with. It's like, man, I can't quite let that go. But I want to. I don't have to give that up to get into the kingdom. Okay, it's going to be hard for me to give that up. If the Holy Spirit's showing you that right now. Maybe it's time for you to address that right now while we still have a little bit of time left. Maybe you could spend a week fighting that off, say no to that addiction, whatever that is. And it's going to hurt. But you know what? It's going to be well worth it when you get up to that being a seat judgment. Amen? Absolutely. I mean, it is it is so critical that that this message goes out to people because some people may change their, their spirit in terms of their soul and how they deal with it right now. And that alone could get them some type of something that doesn't get burned up. And then they, they're able to make it into the kingdom. How much time do we have left until the rapture people for all the people that are on this channel? 
that, that and in this audience that basically say, I think the rapture is going to happen today. I think the rapture is going to happen tomorrow. And then they turn around and say, I don't really care about rewards at all. I mean, are, do you actually really believe that the rapture could happen today then at that point? Because if you do believe that and you don't, and you don't really care about rewards, then what, what type of person actually are you? I think that, mm-hmm. that at that point you've, you've decided, well, I'm not going to get anything anyway, so I'm just bad. But that's mm-hmm. not how God looks at it because no. th- that's not a binary thing. If you've done something really bad in your life, that doesn't, uh, does that disqualify you from the kingdom, Steve? Are you able to actually turn around and get your name back into yes. the, to the last book of life? Yes, because he's merciful. See, because he's, he's just, if you're, if you've decided that you're going to change and you're going to deny your soul and you start living that way, why would God put something in the past and say, well, you've disqualified yourself because you did that 20 years ago. That's not just, there's nothing just about that. God looks at the condition of the spirit as you are. And that's why it's really important to have that lamp full because that's what the parable is talking about. Have your lamp full when the bridegroom is ready to open the door and let you in. Because what happens to the ones that don't have their lamps full? The door is shut and they need to go out and they need to buy and sell and get that oil later on. How do they get that oil later on in the tribulation, Bob? Mm-hmm. Get there, become a yeah. tribulation saint for the most part. And, be, and, and for the majority of those, they get beheaded. Yes. Okay. Yep. Amen. So, the, 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 so basically, what, what are you looking for for your for for your for yourself for each person individually? What are you looking for? Are you looking to 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 do that and to have all your works burned up? No, of course not. Do you want to go out there without your garment on? Absolutely not. You don't want to be outside the kingdom. You don't want to be shut out. You don't want to be in outer darkness. You don't want to be in any of those places. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help people here understand that there are different levels of things after being saved. And please do, once again, do not conflate most of this discussion with salvation. Right. Yeah. That's the My ministry where you is I start. want you to make it into the kingdom. That's, that's what I want. I want exactly. you to make it in the kingdom. We want all of everybody to make it. That's what God wants too. God wants everybody to make it into the kingdom. And it's not... And like I said, it's not just about that as well. It's about here on earth, because when you start doing things that are mentioned in there that disqualify you from the kingdom, your life gets pretty bad here on earth. There's consequences right. for those things here, too. So, right. you know, deny your soul, live a better life. We're not talking about going back to the law and living under the law. We are no. not talking about that at all. This has nothing to do with that. No. When Jesus says, follow my commandments, how many commandments did he give? He only gave two, actually. I mean, sure, there's a lot of other things that are, are listed for us in, in the epistles and stuff like that, things that we should be doing. But let's be honest. This is not about being under the law in any way. This is about living in God's will and being in his word. Right. Basically, and, and when, what Stephen says here about you're coming into his kingdom, you know, his kingdom is everywhere. But do you want to rule and reign? Do you want to be a ruler? Do you want to rule and reign? If that's what you want to do, walk in the spirit. You got, if God's going to trust you to rule, he's, he's going to trust a bunch of people under your rule. He needs to be able to trust you. And I think that is where you walk in the spirit. Say, so you could trust me, God. I can, I can, I can lead all these people. I can do all this because I'm going to, I'm going to earn it. So that way 
I will get the rulership position. It just not be a regular citizen. I could be in the rulership position. Okay, so, then that's what we all want. You can be a regular citizen. You you can be like some of my friends that are just all in your sin and believe in Jesus Christ and get saved and go to heaven. God's not going to give you a rulership position, but hey, you're going to have an incredible life in heaven, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You're in heaven. Someone said, "Deny yourself, not your soul." I mean, Steve, uh, isn't the soul what you're actually denying? Some translations say that word "self." By the word "self," by the way, is the word "suke" in the Greek. Depends on what translation you use how they will translate it. Sometimes it says soul, sometimes it says self. The word is suke, where we get the English word psyche, psychic. It's your soul. Exactly. So go, you're denying- go to my channel. I can't answer all questions today. No, I know, I know. But but the but the point is is that denying yourself is denying your soul. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, I'm looking at the comments. A lot of people got a lot of good stuff. We only lost about 10% um, or so. So that's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, Jesus yeah. lost much more than 10% uh, when he <laughs> said, you need to, to eat my body and drink my blood. Uh, they, they, a lot of, he lost what, 400 or so, uh, I think. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, it was, uh, that was pretty bad. We didn't, we didn't even lose 400. So um, listen, th- this is new wine, though. Okay, this yeah. is not easy to take down sometimes, especially if you believe one thing and you believed it for, say, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. So um, because what happens is that you, you put a new wine into an old wine skin, the old wine skin busts, it yeah. blows up. And that's exactly what we saw tonight. We saw a whole bunch of people self exiting and saying, you guys are going to hell and basically blowing up their wine skin basically just burst. Because they didn't put this new wine in a new wine skin, and that's the key: is that you got to have a, a, a your spirit's got to be in a good place to be able to receive this. Yeah, if God's going to put you in a rulership position, if you're going to rule and reign, yeah, right, you got to be something. You be you have to you have to do some things. You can't right. just be some guy that dies on his deathbed right at the very last second get a position like that. I mean, would you okay. hire somebody if, who blows up all the time and his employees yeah. and this and that? Probably not. No, no. God has to trust a certain group of people that have done the right things. And this is why the BMC judgment is so crucial to see where everybody, whether you're going to be a regular heavenly citizen or you're going to be, you're going to have the responsibility of ruling and reigning. Okay. You know, some people out there may not want to rule and reign. Maybe they just like being ruled over and they just want to, you know, I, I don't. I don't think that would ever be anybody. I mean, I mean, you you want to make sure that you do the most that you can. That way, that way, you will have a good time at the beam of seat judgment. Okay, you don't want to miss out on any rewards. Okay, but be it as may, yeah, you're right, Kevin. This was a little tough, but folks understand that we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved yes. instantaneously, sealed to the day of redemption, heaven bound, rapture ready. Okay. Yes. The only differences that take place between everybody it, and the when things start to even out, okay, the balances are done at the. That's why there's is done at the BMC judgment. That's where everything. And trust me, when you when we all get there, we don't have a sin nature in us no more. You're gonna be okay with what's gonna happen, what's gonna transpire up there. You're gonna be happy with it, okay. And and I know the Bible says some will suffer loss, you know, but. Let's face it, being down here in this crap hole right now, 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's going to be glorious once we get up there. Okay? But, mm-hmm. hey, do what you can right now, the walk of the Spirit now. All right? Maybe this is the time for you to look at that sin in your life, that monkey on your back, and say, hey, get off, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish strong before the rapture. I'm going to walk in the Spirit before the rapture because I want to rule and reign. I don't want to be just a regular citizen. Amen? Amen. There's Amen. so much Amen. more than just oh. heaven. There's so much more than just heaven. There's there's more, way more. God is a very big God. <laughs> He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got a lot of things that we can't possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, it's 217, two hours, 17 minutes in, so I guess we should probably close this thing out here. Yeah, let's close Any it last thoughts from anybody here? If you have questions, go to my channel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really recommend going to Steve's channel and seeing especially those those two videos we talked about earlier, uh, being born again versus uh, believing. And also, um, what's the second one again? Uh, the, the kingdom, the, the gospel, gospel of the kingdom, kingdom. Or th- or, uh, version three. So, yeah, check those out. Also, Steve and I did 10 episodes of Iron Sharpens yes. Iron, where we, we basically mm-hmm. go an hour and we do Bible verses of all the a lot of these things that we talked about tonight. We basically have, go through all the Bible verses that we talked about tonight. So check those check those out as well. Th- those will really help you understand, and they'll answer a lot of questions. Because if you have questions like, "Well, why are these servants being treated this way?" or "Why you know wh- why did this person get a reward and why didn't this person get a reward?" we go into all those things, and it becomes mm-hmm. very very easy to understand those things when you understand that there's different levels of rewards and things like that. So. Yeah, I hope, hopefully this this helped people. I know it's tough. It, it wasn't easy for me when I first heard this stuff either years ago, but um, it does get easier over time. <laughs> I can tell you that. that. It does get easier over time. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Amen. Okay, we'll keep you guys in our prayers. And may God bless you all. Hope to see everybody next week. Hopefully we're out of here by this Saturday. Hopefully they, they, they may be able to cross over that Israel threshold. They cross over, and we're taking up out of here, and all these questions are going to be answered for us. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Amen. God bless everybody. Thanks for showing up. See you guys next week or in the air. Have, Amen. A, have a good one. Bye bye, everyone.